0: If you have a Bible or a device, you want to turn to Mark chapter 2, verse number 1, Mark 2 and verse number 1, and again he entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. This this is not the message, but I just want to insert this point. Just because people gather around where Jesus is doesn't mean they're really hungry for Jesus. They may be there just simply out of curiosity, which appears to be somewhat of the case here, because finally someone comes bringing one sick of the palsy, and that basically is he was was paralyzed, And he was carried by four. He had four people that were carrying him, whether they were friends or family or whatever. We don't know. We just are told that he was carried by these four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the privilege of gathering together again with your body, your people. I thank you for your spirit that has been manifested in our midst today as we have worshiped and exalted your name. I thank you for the way in which you have already touched hearts and lives here today. You have already ministered to the needs of people that are gathered here today. And I pray now, God, that you would continue to minister and you would do that through your word today that your Spirit would speak to our hearts and our lives today. And I pray, God, that there would be people here today that would not hear a sermon this morning, but that they would hear a message that would come from you, that would meet them where they are. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I trust you today, Father. I depend on you. I depend on you for your anointing today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It is pretty apparent from this passage that these men were bringing this man who was sick of the palsy, it's pretty obvious they were bringing him to Jesus because he needed healing. It doesn't necessarily say that the, the reason they were coming was simply for him to be healed, but the fact that it points out that he was one sick of the palsy and he was being carried to Jesus, he was being carried to this house where Jesus was, it appears as though their motive Was that they wanted to see this man. And again, we, we don't know if he initiated this. We don't know who these four guys were. I, I would suspect that possibly he, he made the request to these guys to say, Would you, would you take me to Jesus? Would you get me to Jesus? It could have very well been that they initiated. I, I don't know. And, I don't know that that really matters much, but again, I I think it's pretty apparent that the reason they were bringing him to Jesus is because they knew that Jesus was a healer. They had heard, perhaps they had been in a crowd one day where Jesus had performed a miracle and so they bring this man to Jesus and, and their faith and it says that Jesus was moved by their faith and their faith in this context was simply their actions. They didn't say anything. They didn't they didn't they didn't ask anything from Jesus. They just simply did what was necessary to get him to Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he responds to their faith. But I, I, I'm pretty sure they were expecting the response to be directed at his palsy. I'm pretty sure the, the, the expectation was this man is sick and he needs to be healed. But that is not what Jesus responded to. That is not what Jesus decided to deal with, and I, I would imagine there was probably, and, and and if you read on, you will find out there was some religious folks there that what he said was an issue. But I, I, I don't mean from the context of that. I I would I would imagine there was probably a little bit of surprise from these four guys and this man laying on this bed at Jesus' words. Wait a minute, we came because he can't walk. We we came because he is paralyzed. We, we came because we know that you can heal him and cause him to rise up and walk. That's why we're here, but Jesus responds and simply says, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Because I believe what Jesus was doing was, let's not worry about the symptom. Let's not focus on the symptom. Let's get to the root issue. Because if we will take care of the root issue, the symptom will take care of itself. And in fact, the next couple of verses, you can find out that that man did, in fact, get up and walked and was healed, but that was not Jesus' focus. I believe that we live in a symptom-driven culture. We live in a world that focuses on symptoms. And we live in a world that tries to fix symptoms. Cambridge Dictionary defines a symptom simply as this. Any single problem that is caused by and shows a more serious and general problem. And so the problem is... When all you ever do is try to fix the symptom, you are not helping the root of the problem. And you can actually dull the symptoms and the root continue to get worse. You can medicate the symptoms and yet the real issue get worse and worse. We've got some folks here that either currently are more of us. It's more about our past now, but we, we, we say we are athletes, but more and more we were athletes. But one thing that you have to decide to do if you play sports for very long and if you want to continue in your adult years, I, I went to the, 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 the viewing of Sister Janet Howe's mother last week and, and uh, Brother Curtis Jones was there and I hadn't seen him. I don't know when the last time is I've seen him. And, and one of the first things he said to me, are you still playing softball? Well, not this year because of COVID, but uh, otherwise, yes. I play knowing that the next morning is not going to be Enjoyable. I play knowing that getting out of bed, I'm going to need to set my alarm earlier than usual because it is going to take time to get everything moving. If you're an athlete, if you've been an athlete, there is this idea of having to play through the pain. And there's some great stories of athletes who have played through the pain. Some of them played through the pain to be a part of Super Bowls and World Series and NBA Finals, and some of them had the story of playing through that pain and, and being on a winning team. It don't all go that way. But there are great stories out there like that. It's not that long ago, maybe longer than I realized, but it wasn't that long ago that Peyton Manning, at the end of his career, had gone from the Indianapolis Colts to play for the Denver Broncos. And in his final season, he had an injury. I think it was some kind of a foot-related injury, if I'm not mistaken. But he had an injury that it it was not, at that point, a season-ending injury. But he made a decision to take some time off in the season in an effort to get healthy for the playoffs. And it was pretty much a fairy tale story. Because he came back and played in the playoffs and in his final year of playing won a Super Bowl. But the problem is, and, 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 and the reason he decided. To, to stop, or I think part of the reason why he decided to take a break was, I can play through this and risk more damage, or I can take a break and allow for some healing and get whole. And I've come to preach, I believe, to somebody here today that it is God's desire not for you to continue simply dealing with the symptoms in your life. And it really it doesn't matter if it's a medic, medicine for some kind of physical issue or if it's a medic, medicine for depression or some kind of psychological issue. Without fail, there is going to be a very significant portion of that commercial that is going to be about all of the possible side effects of the drug. It may help with this, but it may cause suicidal thoughts. It may help with this, but you may die from an infection from this. In fact, I can't promise you what all the side effects might be. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be... You see, the, the, the prescription is there may be side effects. But I'm not going to tell you there may be side effects from this prescription. I'm going to tell you there absolutely will be side effects from this. Because when you get the side effects, maybe your marriage gets put back together. The side Effects may be there's some things you struggle with that you won't struggle with anymore. The difference with this with these side effects is they're not side effects to be feared, they're side effects to be
1: expected and embraced. Preached fairly regularly, know that this is a part of what I do, and I'm sure I'm not the only one like to be that person or the person or some other scenario, and, and I
0: just I, I just imagine for a moment that maybe there was this initial sense of disappointment from this man laying there on that bed. Wait a minute. That that's not why I came. Come for salvation. I came to get up off of this bed. I didn't come because of my sins. I came because I'm crippled. But Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Oh, by the way, take up your bed and walk. You see, we put our priorities on the symptoms. He puts his on the root. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 25 says this, "Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. That blind Pharisee cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that, that the outside of them may be clean also." Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like unto weighted sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within, full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. You've done a great job focusing on the symptoms. You've been very successful at focusing on fixing the symptoms, but you forgot about what's on the inside. And it doesn't matter how much you dress up what's on the outside. If you haven't dealt with what's on the inside, it's really only a matter of time until that reveals itself on the outside. I'm going to say it again. I've said it. and I don't mean to offend anybody with this statement. I believe it with all of my heart. The world cannot fix the issues of the world because you can't fix a heart issue with some kind of natural fleshly solution And when you get the inside cleaned up, the outside is going to show the results of what has happened. You're gonna you're gonna see people differently. You're gonna treat people differently, you're gonna act differently. You're, because when you get the inside, the root issue solved. Goes back to the natural principle of gardening. You've got a bush or something in your yard that you prune to get something healthier. They don't look like they did last spring. They grew back last year and they're growing again this year. You see that? But especially if I could focus for a moment in the negative part, sometimes we come to a church service and we do a little bit of pruning of the problems in our lives. And we leave and we feel better not realizing all we've done has caused some more issues because we just pruned a few branches. We just cut it back a little bit. We never got to the root of the issue. If you want to get rid of the, the bush or the tree and get an axe out, you may need to get some heavy equipment out depending on the size of the bush or the tree symptoms and therefore it causes us to lose hope that there really is a solution to the root of our problem. But I'm telling you today, and I know again, there are people that can testify to this today. I'm not just preaching a sermon. To you this morning. I know there are people that are here today that are a living witness that they tried all those other things to deal with the symptom they they tried medicating, they tried the prescriptions the world had to offer and it only got worse but one day. And usually that one day had something to do with going for the remission of sins and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's usually something about that experience that's tied to But the world says once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. You want to know why, according to the Word of God, you are not what you were? Because because if you were that, you can't get into the kingdom. So that means you're not just recovering today. That means you're not what you were today. You are a brand Jesus. John chapter number 4, what a great passage of Scripture. Jesus talks about the living water with this woman at the well, but Maybe a little bit different perspective of it today. John 4 and verse number 15, he's already had this conversation with her. He's already talking about living water. She responds, how are you going to get water from this well? One of the things, and I you're not really familiar, I'd encourage you to read the, the first part of John 4. Jesus is having this
1: conversation with this woman, and, 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 and it starts off with this conversation about And then all of a sudden, huh, Jesus completely switches the Why? Because again, jesus Of the problem. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither.
0: Jesus speaks to you. Because there's a good chance he may be just setting you up. The
1: woman answered and said, Sir, I don't have a husband. Jesus answered, So you were you were honest to say you don't have a husband there's more to it than that I just kind of imagine her doing the point to say, look at everything you're trying to fix your life. Similar. You get past one or two of us, you're probably not going to get a whole lot. Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up on what scene. I, I want you to get this. This seemed like a, just another ordinary There was a diff- who you are today and why you think you're here. You're not here by accident
0: today. Whether again you come here all the time or you are a guest today and you can write that off to be me being dramatic if you want to, but I tell you I believe with everything in me. If you're here today, there is a divine appointment. And it may look like an ordinary day. It may be another Sunday, just another Sunday. But this may be the Sunday where Jesus decides, if you will allow him, I'm not just going to deal with some symptoms. I'm going to fix the root. I perceive, I perceive you're a prophet. (laughs) Yeah, I, I am. The older you get, the more you realize your weaknesses and struggles. I just sort of imagine them kind of begrudgingly, one by one. Until finally,
1: Jesus says to her, I really don't think she knew what had happened. I think she probably was
0: down on the ground, head down, tense, waiting for the first rock to hit. And finally, she looks up and looks around. And they're gone. And all she is left with is the one who has actually the right to judge her. Isn't it amazing that the one that has the right to judge us is usually the one that's the last to judge us? Jesus says, she said, no man, Lord, they're they're all gone. And Jesus says to her, neither do I condemn thee. Was he approving of her lifestyle? Absolutely not. He knew. They've drug you here today for adultery, but adultery is just the symptom. They've drug you here for the actions they caught you in, but I understand that is simply the symptom Of what's really going on. I don't think I did this quite as much when my kids were young. Somewhere along the way as they moved into teenage years. I tried to become more and more mindful of the fact. When they disobeyed the rules or instructions of the house. The simple thing to do was just respond with discipline and punishment. But I tried to start thinking about the fact they may have done something that was wrong. The act may have been wrong. It may have been flat out, completely contrary to what the rules of the house are. And I got I to tell you, if I could ever come to the conclusion that why they did it was simply rebellion, I was so thankful. Because when it's just rebellion, that's easy to deal with. If you're too old to spank now, then let me just figure out, what you're gro- what, how am I going to ground you? <laughs> what am I going to But The problem is, most of the time, most of the time, hear me, parents, I'm not here to preach about parenting right now, but I challenge, I encourage some of you parents to listen to me. Most of the time, it's not just flat-out rebellion. Most of the time, the reason obedience is there's something deeper going on. Doesn't make the actions okay. Doesn't justify the behavior. But I got to tell you, I went about dealing with it differently. You know where I got that from? You know where I learned that from? my heavenly Father. Because just because I violate His rules sometime, just because I go against His word sometime, doesn't mean He just whacks me up side of the head every time. He realizes there may be a deeper issue that if we can fix that, this will take care of itself. The first surgery I ever had was on my left shoulder. Had been having issues for several years. Taking Advil every time I went to play golf or play softball and playing through the pain. And it helped, it would dull the pain, but it didn't get better and things just got worse and worse. And so finally, I opted to get surgery. You know what's kinda crazy, the pain after the surgery was a thousand times worse than the pain before I mean it hurt to move my arm it hurt to use my arm but the first time after surgery I went to raise my arm that's about how much I raised it you say you didn't move it you're exactly right <laughs> then you go to, you got to go to therapy You go to therapy and suffer. See, I'm not here trying to tell you today this is all just a simple, marshmallowy, fluffy, wonderful thing. Because it's not always easy addressing the root of your problem, it's not always easy being willing to confront the root of the issue. And the surgery may be a painful process. And there may be be some therapy that you got to go through to regain use and get beyond, but I can tell you when the process is complete, it is well worth the pain and the suffering you may have experienced to get to that point. I, I believe in my spirit There's probably some guests that the Lord is talking to you today, and I also believe there's some people that you come every week, that the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you, but He wants to do more than just talk to you today. He wants to reach down into some hearts and lives today, and do some surgery, and Take care of some things that are—they're the root problem. You may have come this morning focused on the symptoms you're dealing with. You may have come today hoping that God would give you a bit of relief from your symptoms today. And I'm not really talking physically right now. I think you know that. But rather than just simply telling you to get up off your bed and walk, He's saying, "I." I want to forgive your sins. I want to heal your heart. I want to touch your mind. I want to heal your emotions. I want to heal the thing that's the the real source of what it is you're dealing with. Would you do me a favor just right where you're sitting right now? Would you just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? Holy Ghost has been here all morning, and that's kind of a trite thing to say, because we always expect that when we gather together because that's the promise but i just I just really believe there's there's some hearts and lives today that God is wanting you not to just leave today with some medicine to give you a little bit of relief from some pain. Not to just give you a couple of days of freedom from fear or depression or anxiety, but He actually wants to get down to the root of your circumstances and situation that you're dealing with and bring about healing. We're, we're, we're going to go beyond this in, in just a moment. But, but just for right, right now, again, I'm, I'm asking you if you, if you just... I'm asking you to have your eyes closed if for no other reason, just so others that may feel the Lord talking to them right now can not feel like somebody's just staring at them or watching them, but hopefully they can have a little more comfort to be responsive to his spirit right now. And I know this is I know we're not jumping and shouting and dancing and running around right now, but don't miss. The reality of the presence and the Spirit of God here at this moment because of a lack of outward demonstration. In the name of Jesus. God, I don't know who it is. I don't know who all it is. But I believe with all of my heart there's some people here today that it is your desire. For them to not just leave here feeling a little bit better today because of what they've experienced or felt. To not just leave with a little bit of relief today, but to leave... But they've they've gotten caught up in their symptoms. But you would like to fix, heal, touch the root today. In the name of Jesus... If you would, just continue with your heads bowed. I want to ask you to do this. If you're willing to acknowledge right now that you believe the Spirit of the Lord is is talking to you and to minister to you today and you want what He's got for you, would you just stand right where you are? If you're a guest today, you may not really know what to do beyond that. There are some wonderful people here that would willingly come and pray with you and help guide you on how to respond. I know there's a couple of that are already standing but I just I believe in my spirit there's there's more than that. How many times have many of us gone to a service like this and we feel better because we feel the presence of God and things seem to subside for a little bit but we haven't really dealt with the root. But God is here. But if you're okay with somebody praying with you, as they're coming, if you're comfortable praying with them, can I get some folks to come and minister? Come on. I know we're outside. I know it's still different. I just can't get away from what I feel in my spirit right now. The spirit of God is desperate today. And I don't mean desperate in a, in a hopeless sense. I mean, I mean desperate in a sense of that's how much He desires. I see you see Lord, we're not here today just to get a prescription so the pain will, pain will go away. For Lord, we're not here today just to get a prescription so that, God, for you to get to the heart of the matter.
1: We're here today, God, for you to fix the root of the problem,
0: if that's all we want. But I believe there's some people today that don't just want their symptoms helped. I believe there's some people today that want the root of their problem healed, fixed. And I know, I know, I know, I know know without a shadow of a doubt you can do that. I pray that you would heal wounded hearts right now. I pray that you would heal broken spirits right now. I pray that you would release captives today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm coming. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You're able to heal a mind. You're able to heal a wounded spirit. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, the Holy Ghost is doing something right now. Whether you can see it or not. Whether you can see it or not, and I think most of you can, but
1: I the Holy Ghost
0: is doing something. There's somebody that came thinking about their symptoms today. But they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave with more than that dealt with. There's somebody that came looking for some relief. But God's going to bring about transformation. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, we know you are able, we know you are able. of Jesus, I am pleased, in the name of Jesus, in the name Lost of Jesus, the of by the power of your spirit, You're by the, the power of your spirit, la, 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 of la, I am pleased.
1: in
0: the name of Jesus.